All right, welcome into the weekly wrap-up with Whitey. It's actually going to be kind of a yearly wrap-up, and we're recording on a Tuesday. Mountaineers got North Carolina in the Duke's Mayo Bowl tomorrow. So hopefully, if you're heading down uh, 77 South from West Virginia, you pop this show on and, and get a little Mountaineer Kool-Aid. Whitey, how the hell are you? Merry Christmas. I'm great. Uh, I had a good holiday with the family. Went and spent it with my half of the family. We will go spend time with my wife's half, wife's half next week. Looking forward to that as well. A um, lot of good feelings. I'm in the championship game of a fantasy football league. I'm as am I. And another one. Are you in the one that we're in mutually? Yeah, Tough Street. Oh, man. I, I got Dean. My team. My team took an absolute shit from day one in that league. That was the worst team I had. So I'm in the playoffs in two of the three leagues I'm in. <clears throat> Semis, uh, one went my way. I had one team that had Herbert and um, Burrow and Andrews and Keenan Out. I mean, everybody's hurt. So not no big surprises there, but uh, – I noticed one difference. There was more Mountaineer gear being exchanged at the holiday around the Christmas tree than there had been in the last few years. You'll notice that when the teams are better, people tend to buy more stuff with the logo on it. it it's funny how that works, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It, it was, it's nice to be, have some positive vibes. I mean, I think the further we're very critical right after games and stuff, but a, after a certain period of time, the only thing that matters is the wins and losses. So everybody's dwelling on the fact that we have this ball game coming up that we have a very good chance to win. I think we would have had a pretty good chance to win the game if the teams were square. But one thing you'd mentioned to me previous to, to getting on here today, they've got a lot of guys out that are major players for them. Yeah, I watched a Carolina YouTuber, and he started going through ours Really, we don't have a whole lot. Uh, we got some injuries, obviously. Some guys have hit the portal, but not a whole lot of substantial losses in terms of minutes played. He went through theirs, and of course, the headliners, Drake May. They have a receiver who's sitting out, and then a couple lot. I mean, it's it's a mess. So I think the line went from three and a half. It's up to six and a half now in favor of us. Mm. So I, I would be, I think... Um, we're expected to win this game by a touchdown at least, and I, I so think we can. Oh, yeah. They're in the bottom of the league, bottom three teams and points allowed. They're in the bottom four of the ACC around the likes of Georgia Tech, Boston College, UVA, Wake Forest, and Pitt, and, and rushing yards allowed a game, over 160 rushing yards a game. Um, it's pretty well chronicled the success that Neil has when we rush for 100 yards, let alone 100 and or 200. So you figure they're giving up 160 to the average team and you factor in how effective we are running the ball. I think that's probably where we're going to be uh, pushing in most of our chips. They're, they're an average pass defense, which is perfect because we're an average passing team. Uh, Oh, frankly, no, they're dead last in their conference. So they're just bad all around. Um, Federal defense, they're giving up over 400 yards a game. I mean, we, if we block and tackle because they do have their, their superstar wide receiver who could very well be a day day two pick, uh, their quarterback, I don't think there's anybody that doesn't have him prognosticated to go in the first round of the draft. So <clears throat> he's sitting out as well. They do have a backup, and West Virginia's issues with backup quarterbacks has been pretty well, well chronicled over the years. He, he's a tall, lanky kid. He, he'll run around a little bit. He hasn't played a ton, but he has played more than some backups. But uh, he, he's not outstanding. Uh, nothing like some of the guys that we played against. I, I figure he'd, he'd offer up some similar. Uh, who, who did we play at the end of the year that had a quarterback that could run a little that we held down? Cincinnati. Yep. Reminds me a little bit of that. So hopefully we come out, we do the right things. Um, a lot of something more, we'll get to more here in a few minutes got a lot more guys coming back than than a lot of the competition that we're seeing around here and we've been going through this for quite some time the recruiting doesn't matter as much as it used to what what did colorado sign five kids something like that 
They're going to hit the portal. That's which four and five stars. I mean, they the four kids that they signed or five kids were at least a four star. But it's there, there's there's a lot of different ways if you're resourceful to go out and get players. If you're contacting some of these guys, and I know the announcements are still coming. I'm not sure when the period cools, but it's been interesting to watch. It, it slowed down some, but uh, we got some big commits that we'll talk about a little bit later. We lost some guys that mean something, but frankly, my opinion, we didn't have many losses that we can't overcome, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it seems like there's a um, buy-in from a lot of the guys that are on the team this year. Uh, there were some guys that I were, was concerned about leaving. Uh, one of them was Ray, the wide receiver, because I don't know if you know his recruitment, but as soon as we offered him, Florida and Tennessee offered him too. Mm-hmm. And he's a Florida kid. I, I just thought that a lot of SEC schools would come after him, and he he signed pretty early with the trust. So that I think all the resources went into retention versus getting freshman kids out of high school in. So I think that's how, how you got to roll. Now, you, if you're a freshman – Next year, and you come in and produce, as we've seen with White and Ray and and Gallagher, then you will be rewarded with NIL. But until you prove something to me, I don't see why you would pay a high school kid, unless they're just a five star blue chip guy. And we're we're not getting those guys. We normally don't. So that's not really an issue for us. They can't line their pockets with them like they used to. You would see Georgia's at the top of the heap from a recruiting standpoint now, and they they have a very good case study there with the Rayola kid, who's the consensus number one player in the country, number one quarterback, was committed to Georgia. Well, he he decommitted, nothing small. I mean, their their quarterback announced that he'd be coming back next year. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of Arch Mannings out there that are going to ride the pine. I mean, even if you're getting $3.2 million like he did, there was a funny meme bouncing around the internet. About Purdy? About, yeah, Purdy making, what, a a quarter of what Arch Manning made this year? Yeah, it's pretty wild, but uh, if you watched Purdy last night, maybe maybe the 49ers know something we don't. (laughs) Well, I I, I try not to base too much on one game. Yeah, yeah. He had a rough one last night. They had his number. Yeah. He looked like me out there, man. Some of the throws that he made were insane. But not to get off the subject. So the number one kid in the country is committed to Georgia through the whole process. His dad, I remember, was part of one of those 93-94. I think his name was Dominic Riola. He was the center for one of those powerhouse teams. And his kid is this blue-chip quarterback. Well, things don't go. uh, The the Georgia quarterback determines he's going to come back to school. So this kid's going to get his alma mater now. And I did see somebody have a quote like, you want to be just a guy or you want to be a god? Like, if you go to Nebraska and get that program off of the floor, I'm, that's Johnny Menzel territory. Like, there'll be just statues raised mm-hmm. of that, sucking that guy's ass. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. It, it'll be an interesting thing to see play out. It doesn't mean he doesn't end up at Georgia next year either. Very true, or Southern Cal, or somewhere like that. I, I think back to our bowl game though. Like, I think of the um, enthusiasm gap between both programs right now. North Carolina mm-hmm. started out like six or seven and zero, oh, and mm-hmm. s- somehow lost to Virginia, who was mm-hmm. pitiful, and then they ended up losing. I think three out of their last four games. So, I saw that they four or six, and one of those ones is against an FCS school. Yeah, so, so you. You couple that with kind of how our season ended and, and mm-hmm. how we kind of swung momentum. And I, I look at the fan enthusiasm. I know, I know North Carolina has been to that bowl a bunch, but you know West Virginia fans have been clamoring for a local bowl for probably 15 years since the last time we were in Charlotte, which blows my mind. The last mind. time I remember a local game bowl was the first pinstripe bowl and that seemed like a slap at the time that was not something anybody was excited about oh yeah that, yeah we were way underachieved that year yeah you you hit the nail on the head though i think most bowl games not everyone but i'd say the vast majority of the bowl games feature a team that's excited as hell to be there and a team that feels like they should have been going somewhere else and maybe aren't as enthusiastic about it um we had we had that kind of dynamic when we went to the car care bowl 
Um, I don't think any of us were spoiled. We didn't bowl the year before, but we finished tied for second in the conference, and we got like the fifth place bowl game or something. That's right. So, we we got hosed by Notre Dame in the Gator Bowl. That's right. And at the time, and then you pointed out another thing: the recency bias. You remember the third time we went to the Gator Bowl in like five years? How little of a fuck you gave about that? Yeah, I actually went to that. That was the year we played Georgia Tech. I went to that one. That was actually a really good time. But it ended up being a good game, but I remember tailgating for it. Like, God, I'm sick of this place. <laughs> like, the land, I mean, all due respect to Jacksonville, and I have a pretty bad opinion of it. No, that, that wasn't the last time we went. It was uh, Florida, Florida State. State. Okay. So I have a real sour taste in my mouth about that. They fed us a Florida State team that was underachieved out at the Wazoo. It was Bowden's last year. I mean, it was 80% Florida State fans in the stands. It was They had a banner with his picture on the outside of the stadium. I wanted to fucking nuke that place. I didn't want to play that game. That pissed me off so bad. And then we got rolled, which made it even worse. It was – I mean, you get to the same bowl games over and over again. It does get redundant and annoying. And it, The fan stuff to do because – I mean, if you're not going to drink 24 hours a day, you got to kind of go look for shit to do at a bowl game. Or you're sitting in a hotel room, which I don't know about you, but man, that's one of the worst things. There's not even a good chair in a hotel room. <laughs> I I don't. I, I was that the game where we we kind of had a lead and we quit running the ball. Mm-hmm. Noel was going crazy, and and I think so. We had two bad bowl games against Florida State. The other one was when. Pennington and those guys and KJ, we got. Oh, that was yeah. a bad Florida State. That was a pretty good Florida State team, though. Um, I, I, it it kind of clouds, but they just Florida State's one of those teams. If they're six and six, they still have freaking monsters over there. Absolutely, they still they, they still, still have the part. blue chip guys, no doubt about yeah. it. But uh, the bowl game, I, I think we're going to turn. I think we're going to come out good. I, I I'd be surprised if we don't. If it's not a tight game, if we don't win, honestly, I I, I think that we're going to get out there. We're not going to sell anything short. A lot of the guys are gonna, that are playing the offensive line. I know we got some injuries there with Zach, but um, the guys that are playing have tons of experience. I think we'll be fine. I do too. And they're this... already they're already signed for next year. So there's, I mean, go get it. Yeah, this is a good preview for next year. You're you're at work right now, and uh, is. So uh, CJ's out, right? He had surgery. Yeah, he has a shoulder injury. Yeah, he's done though. So we're going to get to see Jaheim White for the full boat. Shoot, I guess the backup is no longer Justin Johnson either. It's DJ Oliver. Have you heard about this guy? I have. I've seen pictures of him. I might just see him run. They keep talking about how fast he is, but he, he doesn't look like a prototype tailback. No, he's a tank. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's more boxy. Yeah, I can't, like, I, I'm excited to see him. I, I, they, they're hyping him up. They've been talking shit about that guy all year. Of course, I heard. Do you remember? This is one thing I got scratched my head. And the guys that we lose in the portal, one that I want to highlight, James Hurd, man. All you talk heard about coming out of camp was how this guy's definitely going to be on the field. I don't remember watching him hardly play. He didn't play. I'm not sure well, why. If, if you if you have a freshman, red shirting him or not, you got to put him on the field if you want to keep him around. That's just going to be the way things are now. I think, with the exception of potentially an offensive lineman, it needs a year to change his body. Yeah, that I, I think there's some extracurriculars there too, because he's from Jersey and Syracuse's new coach is from Jersey, and there might have been some tampering there too. But, um. I'm, I'm sure the NCAA will get right on that and instead of denying waivers to our, our basketball team. On that on that note, I mean, do you wanna let's let's do a quick prediction. This is like throwing a dart in the dark and seeing if it sticks on the board. I have no idea what to expect with this ball game, but you wanna do a score anyway just for shits and sure, giggles? Sure. I got West Virginia thirty seven twenty four. Okay. I think we're going to be able to handle our business on the offensive side. Uh, we're averaging around that 35, 40 points a game in the last six games. I'd like to think we pick up where we left off. Most of the guys are going to the, – the usual suspects are going to be there. The guys that catch the ball, the guys that run the ball, the guys that have been doing the most of the blocking. 
the defense will be an adventure, but I'd rather change the DBs than change out a quarterback. So we'll see. Um, we're going to get to see some young guys get on the field. It's not like we were winning games with our secondary anyway. I, I think that a lot of the things in the box stay the same. So I, I feel pretty good about it, though. I got us 37-24. I'm I'm thinking I got I'm 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 like 38 to 20 or 38 to 14. I think we handle business. I don't think they want to be there. And it's not it's like they're better. they're getting away from home. They're traveling what an hour and a half or 2 hours across the state of North Carolina. They're mm-hmm. not not going to have a lot of fans there from what I've heard. Their fans have checked out. They've checked out. You know what time of year it is in North Carolina. It's basketball season. Mm-hmm. And last time and I checked, they're they're pretty doing good. pretty well. Yeah, so I I think you know turnovers are a concern, but we haven't really turned the ball over this year. Mm-mm. So I think this is a preview for next year, and I think it's being sold as that. And I I think everyone within the program it's positive, and we've been waiting for this for three years, and it's finally here. So. But hey, hell, we might go down there and give up two punt returns and get beat forty-eight to twenty. You never know with the Mountaineers. I'm Just thinking back off. to the UVA game that year, like two thousand two. Everything yeah. that could have gone wrong went wrong, and then they had they had the NFL guys too. Everyone forgets that Matt Schaub and Heath Miller were their quarterback and tight end. I can remember reading leading up to that game, they were like, "This is a preview of the two thousand four national championship game." I remember that too. Um, Wally Lundy was a tailback. He played in the NFL for a while, mm-hmm. too. Job, like you'd said. They had a bunch of guys on their defense. Uh, Maude Brooks, who played in the NFL for a long time, was a middle Oh, linebacker. yeah. Forgot he about him. fucking unit. That guy was built like a brick shit house could run. They had to break a shot first. That's right. First draft. He was a freshman. I remember laughing. Like Their t- starting tackle was 250 pounds, and he – dominated our guys we couldn't do anything it's crazy but yeah we ran into bus all that year but i don't think that's what we're running into this year and you just hope this isn't the day where the guy they should have been playing all year is the guy that's on the field yeah that was i'm the, not talking about the quarterback but I th- you know i think that was the so, high point of the al grow era mm-hmm. we almost got into a fight with those guys down there really mm-hmm and then we had a banquet with them the next day. <laughs> but it was like we were across the street. You always, you're hanging out in hotels that are in somewhat the same place. And you start to run in and encounter some of these guys. And, um, I mean, we were down there for a week through Christmas. Uh, oh, I, I'm man. a traditionalist when it comes down to Christmas. Like, I, I remember I was, in a, I was in a gentleman's establishment on, like, Christmas night. Oh, and there no. <laughs> And their guys were in there, too. Uh, it was just like, if we're not going to celebrate Christmas, then we're going to do the opposite of celebrate Christmas. Yeah. We're gonna Why were we down there. there for a week? Well, because usually if you go to a big bowl game, you're down there for like five or six days. Uh-huh. And they asked the seniors, I think they voted on it, if we go down earlier, if we just go down like three days, for three days. They voted to go long, which I was like, I was pretty fucking pissed off about it, to be honest with you. Like, I didn't want to – I, I kind of wanted to spend some time with the family. We already got hosed on the bowl game. I mean, here, here's a couple things people I may or may not realize. You do get, like, a bunch of gifts from the bowls that you go to. So, like, I remember when Reed and them went to was it the Sugar Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl. They got, like, really nice bicycles. In one game, they had, like, a $500 gift card to Best Buy. Like, you get some nice stuff, some – significant prizes if you go to big games. If you go to little games you get you still get stuff, but that that big screen TV might be a like a, a iPad sh- or iPod shuffle or something. Mm-hmm. Right? So we we're I was pretty steamed about that. I think most of the guys were, but the seniors wanted to go and treat it like a big game. So we went down earlier than we probably should have. What was and, the gift? Oh, shit, I don't even remember. Wasn't anything good? No, it wasn't anything crazy like it's always almost always a watch um i've got reed sugar bowl watch upstairs he gave me that Ooh. it's kind of cool um 
but but just stuff like that. And and the boat, the gifts got bigger, as it so many things. Um, from when I was in school to when Reed was in school, things really started. I mean, they started to get all kinds of shit. And now from when Reed's in school, we're doing the math on what Reed might have made playing college football if, you know, this if he had gone through, if this had been his time, going to championship games and being the starting middle linebacker, the kid from West Virginia. You, you think he might have a few more dollars in the bank right now? Absolutely. Yeah, no shit. Reed, Reed, would, have, too, Reed would have definitely been on a Parmar commercial. Yeah, and uh, he would have been uh, committing to the Country Roads Trust with Pat and Steve and some of those guys. Absolutely. Man. But uh, back to the the things that we wanted to go through today. In the spirit of the holiday season, I thought it would be good if we got a list together of some things not so good and some things that have been pretty good for us. Overall, I feel like the year's been great, but I wanted to start out with some of the negative things that we've gone through this year. And – Man, I, I think I have one and two as NCAA and Bob Huggins. I think you could tie them together. They're kind of all the same thing, but this train wreck that the basketball program is, which I think miraculously through some pretty heavy-handed work from our state legislature. <laughs> the attorney general. It looks like we're going to be a, probably a lower to middle of the pack school or team once the conference stuff. I mean, if we still had – if we still had the center, if we still had Edwards, we'd be pretty good right now, wouldn't we? I don't think so. I think we're we're so bad at rebounding and playing defense. I don't think it matters. You don't think that the win the other day helps at all? Well, we play Ohio State on Saturday, so let's. And Ohio State's not very good. Like they're not a upper echelon Big Ten team, but that's Power Five about our level. And uh, uh, let's see how we play against him. Let's see if this guy can score 29 points on them. Now, he doesn't fucking pass the ball. No. And the shot selection at the end of the game against Radford was just unbearably bad. I mean, he hadn't played a game. That was his opening game. Yeah, and I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. He's in a very tough situation. But I just I, I don't think that defensively and, and, and rebounding-wise that we're going to be able to win – a lot of games, but I've been wrong before. So we'll see. Middle of the pack and winning lots of games are two very different things. There's mm-hmm. going to be some stickers in our conference that we haven't seen before. Like, <clears throat> I mean, Oklahoma State was picked to finish behind us, and they're how bad are they? Who knows with them? I mean, they, they always are a wild card, they always have talented guys, and then they drop games that you, you're just like, how did you lose to them? Well, the, to bring it up, the, the NCAA seemingly has has it out for our guys in particular. I mean, it took basically things to be trending on Twitter nationally before a change was made, and even then, it was it was down to one judge, right? So, uh, <laughs> fuck the NCAA, man. I'm, I'm I know. Be careful what you ask for because if you get if you turn this into the total wild west, what's going to happen? Texas and Alabama are just going schools like that are just going to pass championships back and forth. But we're not too far from that anyway. The NCAA needs to be more of a uh, uh, seen but not really heard from out, outfit, in my opinion. And some of the stuff they're doing right now, I, I thought that the move to the NIL and the portal would kind of straighten them, straighten their asses up a little bit, kind of snap them into reality. It doesn't seem they've got the memo quite yet. No. And I, I think – if you heard Chip Kelly's comments, I think that's what's needed. A commissioner, the football schools break away, and if we're going to pretend we're the NFL, let's do it right. Let's do it the right way. Now, I don't know what that means for the conferences because you don't really mm-hmm. need them anymore, right? Mm-mm. Nope. And that you take football away from the SEC, and what's the SEC? Poor Southern countries, again. Yeah, so I, I good luck get, good luck getting them to agree to that. But there's got to be some sort of governing body that just isn't trying to enforce eligibility. Man, the the chaos! Like Florida State now, which I saw this coming. They're just they're so mad. They're just throwing punches at anybody that looks at them right now. 
So now it's the ACC, which I would, this is the, the big 12 has been in a position in previous years where we've had some Oklahoma teams and some teams that were winning conference championships that maybe weren't the strongest team. And there were questions as to should they get in or not? I got to believe in a year like this one, it was going to take an SEC team like this to really dick, dick someone over. Would they have done that to the Big Ten? That's a good question. I, I think that's, that's the one I like. We now know if it can happen to the ACC, then it certainly can happen to the Big 12. But does it happen to the Big Ten? I, I just wonder about that. Yeah. And I, the no, here's the, the one that would it happen to Notre Dame? Notre Dame has not won a major bowl game since 1993. They went into the playoff. They played Clemson one year, and I think Alabama in the other year. You knew they were going to get blown out. Mm-hmm. And it was all based on, well, they deserve to be there. Well, no, it wasn't that. It's They get major television ratings. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what drives me crazy about all this. So I know they're going to 12 teams next year, but it's it's only going to get worse. I mean, you'll have them politicking to get an 8-4 and four Florida team over a uh, Ten and two West Virginia team. Just get ready for it. They'll make all the excuses for them. The thing with Alabama that drives me crazy is they act like that Auburn game never happened. They needed the a fluke play to beat Auburn, who the week before got their asses kicked by New Mexico State in Auburn. So I I I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't even go if I was Florida State. I'd pull out at the last minute and be like, fuck you guys. Yeah, I've heard you say that. That would be insane if they did that. There it would, would be, be so- awesome. <laughs> God damn, dude! Every this, the, who who everyone's getting sued. Everyone's like, getting well. Florida State's suing everyone right now, anyway. So, or the state of Florida, it's just a mess. I mean, this shit's getting decided in courtrooms. What are we doing? Don't we have better things to to litigate in this country? Which is why the NCAA is at the top of my list of lumps of coal. Lumps of coal. There you go. <laughs> Just suck. Just suck. Huggins, love you overall. Uh, I get in fights with my wife. I say shit I don't want to, that I don't mean. I, I get mad like anybody else. You know, we have these moments and then there's the apology and then an inevitable forgiveness. I, I will forgive Bob Huggins for this year one day. But not this year. Fuck you, Bob Huggins, on December 26, 2023. And go away, man. Go away. Yeah, shut up. Quit getting on podcasts. Quit. Going I to know games. what you're trying to do. It's the, your, your heart's in the right place. It's not, it's not helping. Be silent. Be supportive. Watch the games in your house. Talk about it all you want as soon as the last game of the season tips. But in the interim, shut the hell up. You've kind of... You gave up your right to have opinions about this team. This team has your your fingerprints all over it. We know. We know you made a mistake. We know you're sorry. I hope you are. I hope you are better. If if it's a normal thing for you to drive around with three times the alcohol in your system, you're supposed to. I hope that you got the help you needed. But I don't really give a shit what you think about this year because it's all ruined because of your actions. You you had a mulligan, which you can't convince me he wasn't drunk on that radio show. I yeah I will say he anything. was. Buddy, you know, you are acutely aware if the words Catholic fags ever come out of your mouth, what sort of ramifications on a live up? radio show <laughs> in a there's it's never okay to say Catholic fags, frankly, any adjective in front of the word fags you cannot say in 2023. This is very different than 20 or 15 years ago, or shit, even 10. Uh, just that's a, a lesson for us all to learn. Don't talk about anything blank fags. Okay. Uh, the kickoff team. <laughs> We're going to lose an important game at some point. The kickoff team has to improve. We're historically bad for what, four years now, you said? I We're think so, yeah. Every single year that. I got it. That's going to be a major point of emphasis. Remember, we, did, we weren't any good at special teams when Rich Rod first came until after the sugar bowl they were like okay we might be fucking good we don't want to lose a game by a field goal or getting the kick ran back and they started to put 
Like they had fucking Steve Slayton running down on kicks, man. You remember that? Yeah, you got to have your best guys out there. You really do. Or just guys you can trust. Guys that are the only thing keeping them back is 10 pounds. Yeah, and, that's. And I think you said it better. Guys you can trust. You just can't throw people out there. If, if they're not going to stay in the lane, then they can't be on the team. I, I remember we would all sit together through the special teams part uh, in the team meeting initially, and then we would go to our position groups once the things that didn't affect you were involved. But you could hear them. I mean, lane, lane, lane. That's what it's all about. And on kick, it's all about timing, timing, timing. How long from when the center snaps the ball to when the, the ball is kicked? That's something they're timing. It's all precision and repetition and just being consistent. And if you have a guy, and what the way they'll say it, if you have a guy running down on kickoff who runs around a guy that he'd rather not run into because you're going to make a play, but you create a giant hole in that side of the return. And if they happen to have – this is what happens. You run into the wedge. You know, you, you're, you're doing – you're accidentally fucking it, open it up for them. So – if a guy on the right side of the kicker runs too far in and they have, they're have they setting up a wedge on that side anyway, a guy who should be blocking you now gets to go block somebody else. And that's when big plays happen. When you have hats on people at the second level, that's when big runs happen. That's when screen, the jailbreak screen, that terrifies me every time anybody throws it on us and gets me excited every time we throw it for the same thing. And one thing I always thought that Rich's offense when we were running the zone read spread – it, it's almost like you're creating a scenario for a punt return team. Um, we put so many guys out on the edge where you're having small guys trying to tackle in space. And how many times did you see Steve or Noel or Pat just make them look like morons? So, a lot. A lot. You don't, you don't want to put yourself in a position to do that. Um, the kickoff team's got to improve. Let's fucking do better, guys. I'm sure they'll be working on it. And spring ball – when I don't think typically you work too much on those kind of things, but I, I look for some changes there. Dana Hogerson beating us this year. That one stung for me. I, I, I'm not a big fan of that guy. I thought he handled that game better. I actually have a higher opinion of him now than I did prior to that game. He didn't dance on our grave after the win. He was very respectful in the lead up to it. I thought he handled it well. Maybe he's learned some lessons and he got fired. So, uh, you know, when somebody gets dropped on their head, you, you feel for them. I, I'm anxious to see where he resurfaces, though. I that, think he'll be um, on somebody's offensive staff somewhere very soon. He can call plays. Yes, he can. I mean, still one of my favorite sound bites in the history of West Virginia football is like, you want to you want to kick or you want to win the game? Okay, let's go win the fucking game. That's pretty cool. Yeah, right on. I I. I don't have as much acrimony towards Dana as you did, but that God losing to them the way we lost to them. Back to what you're saying about the kickoff team, the guy that fucked that kickoff up in the Houston game, he gone. Lance mm-hmm. Dixon, he never played again. I think there was some off-the-field stuff down there, but he <laughs> botched that so bad. Well, just make sure the night you have pussy coming to the hotel doesn't precede the night that you blow kick the turn that leads to the <laughs> You better make the kickoff on the tackle. You better make the tackle on the kickoff. That's all I'm saying. Reminds me, man. I'm a. I've said before. I'm a lifelong Commanders Redskins fan. I remember a couple years ago they had a hotel lockdown the night before a preseason football scrimmage, like a preseason game, and um, I can't remember who the head coach was at the time. It might have been Spurrier, and they found a girl. Wandering through the hotel, obviously she'd been in the guy's room. They escorted her out, and the next day the coaching staff said, if nobody or if somebody pays a fine for this, nothing else will be made of it. Pay the fine or else, you know, there's going to be more severe consequences if you don't pay the fine. Six guys paid the fine. (laughs) So uh, I wonder – and I'll tell you this from experience. These guys have roommates, too, so I don't know. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Leads to more questions, I'm sure. Stuff that we don't need to speculate on a podcast, but. No. 
Uh, and then the last lump of call was the Frazier injury. It doesn't seem as though it's affecting his draft stock. I was looking at him before the draft just to see where they think he'll go. I mean, I see people picking him in the second round. Um, if you've got a need on the offensive line and an opening for a center, and I, I did listen to y'all's podcast and the interesting take that that moved up his draft status. I'm not sure I agree with that. Yeah, but it does, do say a lot about the, it does say a lot about a guy's character, man. And, and that does answer some questions. Like they used to put us through these stations just to see what you do. They, they've got you on the, you know, you can barely breathe. Your heart's beating out of your chest and they're giving you directions to go this way or that way. Guys fuck it up all the time. I think they like to turn up the pressure cooker and, and see how you're going to respond. Do you I don't remember exactly those questions about his attitude or the way he plays. Do you remember when we played South Florida to clinch going to the Orange Bowl in 11? Mm-hmm. And they hobbled, I forget who the receiver was, but and it might have been, a, it was probably a lineman now that I think about it, but he picked Stedman Bailey up and held, like, held him up and made him go out, like would not let him lay on the ground because there would have been a 10-second runoff, and then Gino killed the clock with the spike, mm. and then we kicked a game-winning field goal. I remember Stedman making that play. Oh yeah, yeah. He I, he he landed on his ribs. His the wind had to be knocked out of him. I remember that catch. I thought we were done. I thought we were done for in that game. Yeah, me too. Then I mean, I think like like all West Virginians, we thought we were going to get rolled in that bowl game. We beat the shit out of them. That was amazing. I think it comes down to one play though. That fumble in the goal line, return for touchdown. That was it. We broke their spirit. Yeah, they had a lot of stuff go wrong. Yeah, it helped their program, though, because they turned around. (laughs) We we both wanted to hire the same guy. Yeah, it turned out pretty good for them. Can't lie. (laughs) Yeah, that, you know, getting Deshaun Watson before everybody found out he's a pervert. He's a pretty good quarterback. (laughs) Apparently a huge, creepy perv. Karma. Uh, then the best gifts of the year this year. I mean, first and foremost, eight wins in a bowl game, man. That's fantastic. Totally agree. I, I predicted eight wins on our other show, but for it to actually come to fruition, um, and it, it's more than the wins, though. It's the uh, momentum. I think we have a lot of positive momentum going into next year. I'm hitting that with the next three things. The next three things, the best gifts I've got. Number one, Garrett Green's emergence. Uh, I think we all wanted to root for the kid. I don't know that we realized that his ceiling was as high as it is. I didn't, at least. I thought I thought a runner was never really going to be able to pass the ball. Uh, he's a lot stronger passer than I gave him credit for. I think he does have some shortcomings, no pun intended. I do think being short affects his ability <laughs> to just drop back three steps. But, man, he's they've seen – I think it's more about you have to know when you need to look for guys. And, and and the clock in his head now, he seems very comfortable back there. And that's that's a big part of it, I think. I think he's figuring out that he can roll out and sort of run pass option it, and taking a 10-yard pass isn't the worst thing ever. No, not at all. I mean, if you look at his turnovers, that was my concern with him is I thought he would would turn the ball over, especially running the ball. I don't I don't remember him having a fumble this year. No, man, I think he's had knock on wood. Remember. He'll fumble three times tomorrow, knowing our luck. But um he just played within himself and had a hell of a year. Yeah, he did. And 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 a leader. Made yeah. a huge boneheaded mistake, caught to it immediately. Everybody forgave him within 24 hours. I mean, that's just – I always say that in working in life, man. If you can trust somebody, if if, if people can be accountable. I, I'm all about, like, people are going to make mistakes. God knows I make plenty of them. But if you fess up to it, you don't repeat those mistakes. And he – specifically, when he hit the next game winner, he, he said he knew not to – he just ran off the field. <laughs> And he's he's a humble guy. I think his parents did a good job raising the kid. He seems like he's got a lot of a lot of the right characteristics to be a quarterback in this day and age. And recruiting his ass off, man. 
he, he was off the Twitter the whole year. Now it's just lifting his guys up. So I, I love what I'm seeing from him. Excited for him. Hope the best for him. And then the, he and this next guy, I got Gene White as the next gift. We got to keep these guys healthy in this ball game. That's one of the. It's not like we're never. Everyone's always trying to keep their running back and their and their quarterback healthy. But man, if we get out of this game, hell or high water, with everybody healthy, that's a pretty good win. <laughs> yeah, a lot of like I think you said it on the last show. No one's cared about the spring game for about twelve years here. I think I think that might change. I think there's going to be some excitement going into next year. So I saw some things that Jaheim wasn't recruited because he's too short. Who the fuck is still not recruiting running backs because of their height? That that blows my mind because Kansas State has made a living with smaller guys. I mean, the NFL's littered with five foot eight, five foot nine guys. Like I, I'll never understand that till the day I die. That's one position I don't care about height on. Is a no, slot receiver and a running back. Right, and the running backs can get lost behind the linemen. You can't find them. Frankly, with Aaron Donald, maybe defensive tackle. Isn't Aaron Donald six feet tall? I'm not sure. He wasn't highly recruited, from what I remember. Nope. And Hills, man, he was a – I think he was just a – I mean, he wasn't lowly. He was like a three-star. Yeah, like, but, I mean, it was Pitt and none of the like, – I don't think Penn State offered him, did they? I'd have I don't to look that up. So. I might be talking out my ass. Who knows? He's a Penn Hills kid, though. I didn't – he, they, they've got a pretty decent program. They sent some kids out. They've had other kids go to pit and contribute. We haven't done a very good job recruiting that school. That's that's the next thing on my list was recruiting needs. I thought what, we were 41st in rivals, and ESPN has 57. Man, ESPN always hates our shit. I feel like our guys get docked a, a star if they go to WVU. I, I just always feel like ESPN's shitting on us in some way, shape, or form. But – 22 kids from 10 different states. Uh, the, the state with the most recruits is Ohio with five, four from Maryland, three from Florida and West Virginia, and two from PA. 11 on offense, 12 on defense. Uh, the, the positions that we really hammered, I feel, are the ones that we needed to. We got three defensive ends and a defensive tackle, three on linemen, and four wide receivers. The wide receivers in particular are a pretty talented group. We got a kid to flip from UCF on signing day. It was our lone four-star. His name's Day Day Farmer. Uh, nickname is like the human joystick. I've watched his tape. He looks pretty good. We'll just see. You know what uh, stood out about his tape to me? Hmm. First couple highlights were him on defense just knocking the shit out of somebody. Mm-hmm. So it tells me he's a ball player. Gallagher's got some tape like that too. Right, right. He played quarterback. He played running back. Gallagher played every position. That's that's what you want. You want Gallagher the, had to play quarterback because the quarterback got hurt. Oh, is so, that what happened? Yeah, I think that that. And then they started winning, so they just kept him there. But you'll see his numbers in high school aren't fantastic because I mean he's a running back playing wide uh, running a uh, wide receiver playing quarterback. So, uh, but. I watched a few of his games up here. The local station was playing after he committed to us. And he's just a team guy, man. I, I, I think he's going to have a chance to be special for us next year. Um, and you get all of our receivers back. These receivers that we're so upset about, um, it, it, it's exciting. The only one we don't have coming back is uh, Devin Carter, who's been kind of a disappointment anyway. And then the portal kids, too. We got the we got Ohio State linebacker, Reed Carrico. He has not played much there. But he had offers from NC State, Michigan State, Pitt, and Indiana. And um, look for him to compete for playing time right away. We did get Lathan and um, uh, Cutter to to commit to coming back for us next year. So Trotter, too. We, what's that? Trotter, too. And Trotter, that's right. So we got we – should, we should have some guys to rotate in and out. I mean, you need two deep in linebacker. That's mm-hmm. a – it's just going to make us better if we're able to rotate guys in and out. We signed three DBs through the portal. Kid from Colorado State, he's got three years left. We signed a kid from Louisville who has one year left. He played mostly safety there. His name's Mickens. And then Carnes, your Garns that we signed from Duquesne. I think he's got two more years left. Um, we got tape on him, and, and we actually played him. They liked what they saw from him, so we offered that guy as well. And then along with a wide receiver from Oklahoma State who has a lot of potential. He, he looks the part. 
he had 382 there and a couple of touchdowns. So he was a contributor to that team. I know they, they hate to lose him. And then my favorite signing and something Reed and I on sidebar conversations have been clamoring for. We've got to have – if you have a guy that can get to the quarterback without having to scheme or, or create or make blitzes so that you don't have to put your secondary behind the eight ball, and we got a guy by the name of Ty French from Gardner-Webb who's got 34 and a half sacks over his three years there. He's got one year left to play as a grad transfer. And uh, the last three years, he's been an All-American at Gardner-Webb in first team all-conference. So excited to get that guy on campus and see if he can do something. That's a big one. That's The defense needs that probably more than anything. That'll help the no. secondary out too. Remember, you quoted me back. One thing that makes an offensive line look really good is a, is a running back who makes people look real dumb on the other side. The same thing for a secondary and a pass rusher. Uh, a very good form of perfume for a shitty secondary is a guy that can go to the quarterback and get get after it without having to scheme anything up. If you can get pressure in a quarterback with a three or a four rush, man, that is, that's like stealing. Yeah, best pass rush or best pass defense is a pass rush. That's right. That's why these guys... Pay attention. Who's getting picked at the top of the first round of drafts? It's pass rushers, guys that block the pass rushers, and the guys that run the ball. Yep. There's three positions. But, man, that's that's pretty much what I had on my list. There was a lot of things to get through. Um, I'm pretty excited about the way 2023 wrapped up. I, I wouldn't be lying if I, I – I picked us to win seven games, but it was kind of a fan pick. I was just hopeful we'd be able to win that many games. I, I didn't have any kind of an expectation. I think they've, they've approached things the right way. Just let Neil play out his contract and see what happens. Hopefully hopefully next year we're talking about an extension after a magical season, but who the hell knows, man? No one knows. It's a lot of fun, though, and uh, I'm looking forward to this bowl game. We've got a chance to really turn momentum and go into the postseason. I think we're going to get – I think he said he was targeting three more transfers. So, um, I think they're pretty happy with the class that they got. Yeah, and then they'll do more after the spring game because some guys are going to leave. It, it always works out that way. Well, shit, I didn't know this, but uh, our, our consensus All-American beanie, he didn't show up till April. Right. That's wild, That's isn't wild. it? I mean, that is – it's a different day and age, man. Um, especially in a position like that. I mean, man to man is pretty much the same everywhere. I'd say. <laughs> so if you're, I, I'm sure the zone scheme is very quite a bit. But if you can do it there, you can do it here. Uh huh. But excited, man. I'm 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 pumped about it. That's I've seen really some uh, some early top twenty fives too that have us mm. in the yeah, lower saw, end of that. So I saw us in the twenty. I mean. If you're going to make real noise, you got to start, and then you get. If you get to three and zero, you'll be in the top ten to fifteen. You know uh, who we start with, though. Yeah, I do. That'd be that. That might enough. That enough might be something to get us ranked for, just to try to get more eyeballs on the on the tube. That's going to be a big home game, isn't it? Massive. Massive. So, name a bigger home game. When's the last time we played a game that? that's going to have that much fanfare. I mean, with a team of that caliber, I, I would say, I would say the OU game with Greer. Yeah. Yeah, probably. You're probably right. That one's going to be, there'll be, there'll be a hundred thousand people down there for that game. Yeah, I can remember going. I went in 1990 and 1992 when we played Penn State, and they they brought down a bunch of fans. God, ah. so there'll be there'll be a lot of uh, blue and white in the stadium. They'll want to, but you know what? West Virginia tickets are harder to get when we're good. Now we're not mm-hmm. just going to let them buy. I can remember in 1998 we opened with Ohio State, and they foolishly sold mini package tickets and one of the games they put in it was Ohio State. So their fans bought them because our <clears> tickets were a hell of a lot cheaper than Ohio State. Their fans bought the mini packages just to come to the game and then didn't go to any more games, obviously. <laughs> and we didn't have a full stadium the rest of the year. 
saying we're gonna we'll pack that thing full. Yeah, that'll be a big game. That there'll be a lot of hoopla for that, especially if we win tomorrow, and we'll have we're a lot of good press in the off season, year. huh? We were spe- there was a lot of hoopla this year, and we were picked to finish fourteenth. Know, <laughs> How about that? Picking us last, I I will never understand. It, it's like the media picked up on our fan narrative of people on Twitter that f- were feeling sorry for themselves and ran with it without doing any research on what we had coming back on the offensive line. So just a little bit we've done this show. Don't you feel like that happens a lot? Yeah. Yeah. You've been doing this longer than I have, and you know damn well a lot of those reporters are their their research on the team is, hey man, are they going to be any good this year? No, nah, they're going to suck. They might not win a game. Okay, they suck. They, like they don't know anything about it. That's why Herb Street always acts. That's the thing I hate the most about the prick. He acts like he knows all kinds of shit about our team, but every time he says something, it, he's just showing me that he doesn't know a fucking thing about us, and he won't until we're good. And then he always just assumes we're overrated because we are a lot of times. <laughs> we might know know someone who can kind of help him with that narrative, though. He's definitely going to pay attention more to the Mountaineers now. Yeah. He's got a, a fucking vocal uh, proponent of the Mountaineers sitting, you know, five feet away from him all the time. <laughs> he'll, he'll have his guns loaded. I'm not sure his treatment of us is going to be any better, but he's definitely going to know more about now it. Now he wants to troll us. Right. Yeah, that's it seems to me what you just said, like lack of doing actual research has given way to just narratives. I mean, that is it. And you never want to listen to a fan base because the fan base is has two opinions. We're the eighty five Bears or we're the worst team ever. There's no in between, no like moderate, eh, you know, if we do this, we'll be all right, but we're not very good here. It's either the greatest thing ever or the worst. To me, that's the thing I enjoyed the most out of getting on this and doing this with you on a weekly basis. It forces me to ground myself. And believe me, I'm as guilty as anyone during the game of t- having all the emotions, the full range, uh, yeah. zero to a hundred, uh, um, Zero being the most negative you could be and 100 being the most positive you can be. It happens all the time. That's why you can't do this shit. Uh, that's what's, It's also tough to listen to some of the guys that are involved in the program. They're not telling you what they think. Like If I have to go sit down with Coach uh, Brown after each game and do an interview, I, mean, I, can't, I can't fully say what I think about things because he's going to hear that shit. Yeah, the perfect example is after we lost to Houston on that Hail Mary, he was like, I would have changed the thing. And then we were in the exact same scenario against Baylor and everything was changed. We blitzed <laughs> the corner. We, I think Cole Taylor was in. They completely changed everything. You can't coach their full shit, man. You can't listen to them. I mean, coach speak is a term for a reason. Yeah. It's used in other things that don't have anything to do with sports. Coach speak is a thing. Yeah, boy, it, I, do, I do it at work all the time, man. <laughs> like if I'm talking about the monthly, or you know, the results that we had on a quarter, I'm using coach speak out the ass. <laughs> Everything's positive. We're we're. It's got to be. Yeah, you're it's, right. It's got to be. And then just like a coach, a manager is either, man, that guy had a lot of good foresight, or man, he never knew what the fuck he was talking about. He has to be positive. If he's not. You won't keep him there. Mm-hmm. Like, what if a coach came to the the uh, athletic director? Man, things are really bad. It's going to take me at least three years to get this team decent. You are fired on the spot. You, yeah. can't, you don't have three years. They can't say that shit. They can't, even if they know. It. And he is saying some shit right now. The thing I noticed that he said, and I think I'm with him on this. This might be his coach speak that's the most honest it's ever been. He said it took him this long to get the right kind of guys in there, and now he feels like it's just rinse and repeat, get these same kind of guys in there. He might be right about that. I thought we had some character issues. Frankly, I thought it started with Stu a little bit. It goes back that far. And it probably started with Rich. 
it's something that if you're not constantly taking a temperature on a program can get away from you real quick, just like a job. You've been, think of all the different places you've been. You've had to have worked in some cancerous work environments where somebody's constantly being negative. Yeah, oh yeah. Then you need that motherfucker out of there. I don't care how good they are at what they do. They can't be around or they're going to, just like cancer, man, to your body. Everything else is healthy. The right hand will kill your body. Yep. And I think that if Dana's on his game, and I, I, I would still like to see some changes made on the defensive side of the ball. He's not getting a free pass, and he can be right back on the hot seat next year. We didn't add on to that, extend to that contract, but I do like the direction of things. He's saying things that make sense to me, which is why I'm, I'm kind of just, I'm along for the ride. I could say on a scale of zero to 10, as far as trusting the climb goes right now, I'm about a seven and a half, which is way higher than I've ever been. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm probably an eight. Um, I, I think... Just look down the street at the Coliseum and see what instability is like for all you people that want to get rid of Neil still. And there's a bunch. And they're mad that he proved them wrong. They say stuff like, well, we haven't beaten anybody. And then if we win tomorrow, well, North Carolina didn't. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. I do. Look at the, look at the basketball program. We have no clue how that's going to turn out. What, what does it matter? It doesn't. Who we're playing, it doesn't fucking matter. The only thing that goes down in history is wins and losses. Like, hey, did you know they took Reggie Bush's Heisman away? Who won the fucking Heisman that year? Reggie or, Bush. Or who who won the national championship the year before? Who beat Oklahoma 55 to 19? <laughs> Vacate my ass. It doesn't happen. No, history can it's tough to rewrite history. And that's full circle to the NCAA being a bunch of fucking ass clowns. So there you go. In closing. In closing. Merry Christmas and a happy new year to everyone out there except for the NCAA. They yep. can kiss my ass. And Bob Huggins. And Bob Huggins, <laughs> you can kiss my ass too for the rest of this year and then you're cool. Oh, man. Going to be a long winter until... You know what, though? I'm actually excited for baseball, so... And, and here's the other thing. We're the turd in the punch bowl in basketball. So all, you just watch us. We're going to nuke somebody. I hope so. I, I'm afraid we're not going to win a game in the league. I think we're that bad. I was encouraged by what I saw the other night. I didn't think it was that awful. I, I don't know. Those two guards are our best players right now. Yeah, I, I really like Farrakhan. Mm-hmm. They're our best players. Yeah. And it stands out, like noticeable. Like when they're not on the floor, the team's different. You're right, though. We got no size. And we're not a good rebounding team, and it's it's just it's tough to watch after being. How about, how about what the kids doing at Mississippi State right yeah. now? What the fuck? Yeah, dude would play the whole game for us and get like four and four. What changed? I don't know. <laughs> did he get Did he get in shape or something? May, I I I don't know. I mean, we just let him walk too. That was kind of. But that was a decision made by Huggins when he yeah. thought we were going to have this loaded roster, and it's just gone to shit. I'm in his defense, he was drunk. <laughs> I think by the end of the year, the sourness towards Huggins is going to be at an all-time high when we finish like 9-22. and 22. When you get shit, like, you know you suck. This is the t- this is tough for me. We were getting ready to play Pitt, and I got this Pitt guy at our office. And I, and, then, and he's like, oh, you want to put some money on the Pitt game? And I'm like, no, oh, man, we're terrible. We lost our whole team. Like, we've, we've got seven kids at the time. I think we had seven scholarship kids dressed. Yeah. After the game, he still talks shit. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? I told you things weren't. That's what's going to get on everybody's nerves, and that's going to make everybody matter at Huggins every time some dumb shit like that happens. Yeah, you can't really blame the coaches we have right now either. I don't know what they're supposed to do. So, I saw somebody try to soft give him shit the other day. Yeah, no. No one asked for this. No, that's that's misplaced anger, my yeah. dude. Leave that guy alone. Yeah, he's, he's doing he's, the best he can. He's not. He's never been a head coach before. He's, he's, he's living this. Yeah. Like, you get to... I get to forget about our basketball team until they play a game, and then I can turn that shit off. That guy's living this shit. Yeah, I'm not sure it's worth a million bucks, but up with the shit he's eating this year. Mm-hmm. I just I hope. Um, 
I hope these guys get jobs elsewhere and can kind of work their way into the ranks because we'll we'll do a clean break from the Huggins era and former players. It's gonna- another another just another closing point of mine. Hershey McLaurin, Jeremiah Aaron, Justin Johnson Jr., Cortez Braham, Andrew Wilson Lamp, Lance Dixon, Keyshawn Cobb, Christian Stokes, David Mallinger, Mike Lockhart, James Hurd, and Ja'Shawn Polk, no longer Mountaineers. Not once a Mountaineer, always a Mountaineer. Shut the fuck up about that stuff. If they transfer, they're not Mountaineers anymore. If they quit and, and go home, if they have an injury that ends their career, different situation. You transfer to a different team, no longer a Mountaineer. I'm going to keep saying that until it becomes true. Amen. All right, man. Hey. I'm, I'm good. Have a good have a good safe trip down there. You're, you're making the trip. Yeah, I'll be leaving bright and early tomorrow. So looking forward to it. We'll see. Hopefully we bring back a W. Let's go Mountaineers. Let's go.